This week on the Bamfcast, we smell sex and fury, and it isn't Deathstalker casting devious stares in our direction. One mama? Yeah, this surely is a bags. Yeah. All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast. Bamfcast. Hey, Bamf, episode 137. Wow. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. So it's let's a number. Just get this going. It's eighty more than last week. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm B. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is sometimes we punish ourselves. Mm. Thanks to listener suggestions. Mm. Then we come in here, we talk about it for um, probably less than thirty minutes in some cases, and yeah. then it gets a rating. Uh, good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies, good one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Mm-hmm. And bad bad movies that stay away get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags. Have some douchebags after Twilight. Unlikely. So, uh, so back in episode 129. Ooh. That's correct. Uh, we that had was like a, 80 episodes ago. Yeah, we had a <laughs> well-produced uh, voicemail from Jens and Scott. Yes, recommending uh, the Pinky Violence movie. Former Sex listeners, Jens and Scott. <laughs> so, soon to be former <laughs> listeners, Jens and Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they, they put together a well-framed uh, voicemail. And, and actually, you know what? Let's just replay that rather than me recapping the plot. Good so, plan. Because I think that's that's a better thing. Hey, Bamcasters, this is listener Scott. And listener Jens. And we're here to recommend to you... Sex, Sex and, and Fury. Fury. This movie is the inspiration for Kill Bill Part 1, or at least a good chunk of it. Uh, if you like the uh, scene where she basically dismantled the Crazy 88 and killed Aranishi, you'll find the 1970s equivalent of that in this movie. The fight scene that happens at the 12-minute mark is at least a jocks. That alone is worth seeing the movie. And you won't find it on YouTube for reasons you will figure out instantly. Uh, This movie is part of a subgenre of Japanese cinema that's commonly referred to as pinky violence. They're exploitation films, uh, usually about strong women getting revenge on the men that wronged them. Oh, yeah. A lot of motherfuckers gonna die. They've gotta die. You know, it's it's a period picture. It's set in uh, uh, 1926, and it uh, stars the stunning uh, Raiko Ike as an honorable scoundrel on the quest to avenge her father's death. Uh, it also stars two uh, British spies, one played by Christina Landberg, who has the most atrocious accent ever. I believe she had to have done this all phonetically. She is Swedish. And, uh, of course, they're subtitled in Japanese. It sounds like she's trying to go as slowly as possible for Japanese listeners. She will sadly, you know, narrate, Ah, such is the life of a spy. Except more incomprehensible. We do have some worries that it might be too rapey. Not as bad as Deathstalker. And it might be a bit of violence against women. Not as much as Deathstalker. And of course, being Japanese, they're subtitles. Uh, but you can just make fun of the movie while not missing any dialogue. That's true. It's all true. So if you're looking to expand your horizons... Or get into a new genre... Then uh, there's really no better place to start than uh, Sex, and, Sex Fury. and Fury. On that note, this is Listener Jens out. Listener Scott out. Japan! So, yes. So that'll Japan! Su- that'll suffice Japan! for the uh, plot for this episode. Yep, Japan. Because they sold it better than we possibly could or yeah. would. We're not going so, to. So, this movie. Mm-hmm. Sex, sex and, and Fury. Fury. Mm-hmm. Not Starring, Sexy Fury. Starring Rico Ike sure. and somebody. Rico. Right. Rico. Whatever. Rico. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. you just don't care about her name. I do don't. <laughs> I well, don't. Immediately. All right. Let's let's get this out of the way. Uh-huh. In their voicemail, they say, not as rapey as Deathstalker. <laughs> They're wrong. Wrong. Way rapier than Deathstalker. <laughs> yep. Way Way rapier than Deathstalker. Yeah. Half the movie is chicks getting raped. Yeah. If you judged movies on a scale of Deathstalkers, <laughs> wherein Deathstalker got oh. five Deathstalkers. You're going to give somebody an idea. 
you would have <laughs> a seven Death Stalker movie oh, on no, your no, hand. No, no, there's there's plenty of other movies that are sure. more, even more worthy okay. than Death Stalker. But well, I'm saying Death Stalker is the five right. on a Death Stalker on the scale. Death Stalker right. scale. scale of ten. It's no. just a five. <laughs> okay, five. it's just. Yeah. yeah, this is a this Actually, is Death seven Stalker should be like just Death Stalker, just one. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like, like the, the barometer. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You're like one negative Death Stalkers. <laughs> but right. Death Stalkers, the control group. You yes, have no exactly. deaths. <laughs> right. You either have no Death Stalkers or you have a Death Stalker. <laughs> well, and right. this one has, in, in the case of the revised scale, <laughs> it has at least two Death Stalkers. Yes, yes. Yeah. there are extra Death Stalkers yeah. in this one. It's a royal flush of Death Stalkers. So, four ace death stalkers. Let's rate this. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. I'm good with that. So, the, uh, all right. Uh, Plot-wise, the movie opens yeah. up, and it's an uh, older man walking with a little girl, mm-hmm. and she's got a ball, and she drops it, and it goes rolling down the brick way. And Are we she, really going to recount the whole plot? I'm just... This okay. is the Setting basic setup. This is the basic plot of the movie. This. So, she, gone, she runs away, and dudes jump out and murder the guy. Well, right. that was her father, apparently, even though it looked like her grandfather, mm-hmm. and he was a detective and as he's dying he says are you killing me because i'm a detective and then he dies and he in his dying moments manages to pull out three of these little cards these pokemon cards no it's it's some kind of game they have different animals on them and he pulls out the three cards of the people that killed him and is holding them and can't say anything and the little girl picks him up and that's like her clue as to who killed him mm-hmm. so the i kind of, of want to know what that card game was okay I'm yeah because i mean they're real tiny cards yeah yeah you know, yeah, they're, they're like like, like mem- uh, memory. Remember memory? Mm-hmm. The little kids yeah. game. They're about yeah. that size. Mm-hmm. It's probably. And they like almost that. look like they're almost similar I mean, they're to almost mahjong like, tiles. Yeah, but yeah. I was yeah. about to say they're the size of mahjong tiles, but they're yeah. cards. They're yeah. real thin. But <laughs> so anyway, so it cuts to you know twenty whatever years later, she's grown up, and now she's a pickpocket gambler, kind of trying to make her way in the world today. She's mm-hmm. taking everything she's mm-hmm. got, and uh, so she she's like in this league of thieves. She's in the Thieves Guild. Something like that, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, she kind of the kind of Lady Thieves Guild. Yeah. She kind of uh bumps into this guy who is like this horrible malcontent uh assassin dude who he is He's the worst assassin ever. Who busts in and tries to kill the head guy of whatever. I don't even really understand what his title was. I don't I think he was like a governor or something. Main I don't dude. know. Yeah. But he tries to kill him and there's forty other people in the room and they swarm him and kick him out and he gets away while getting stabbed in the sh- in the shoulder. Runs away and runs into. She's now calling herself Ocho, the mm-hmm. uh, the girl that's now grown up, mm-hmm. playing and, for the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she like pulls him aside and, and helps him, but in the meantime, picks his pocket because that's what she does. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's a locket. In there's his a locket pocket. with a picture of a chick in it. Yeah. Who turns out to be Christine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Christina Lindbergh. Right. Who. If there is a basically exploitative sex film in the early 70s, she's in it. She's probably in it and probably naked throughout most of it. Yes. Hence her appearance in this film. Yep. Well, she's not bad looking to be naked all the time. No. No. No, no, no that's, that's fine. That, she that's just, the thing is like this movie's called Sex and Fury. Right. There's a whole lot of sex and not, not very much fury, but unfortunately, all most most of the sex is rape. Yeah. Or uncomfortable, or like not to be there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. There, just, there is yeah. never consensual sex going on. No, despite what the soundtrack is telling you, because the soundtrack is always like tender lovemaking time. It's, bit, it's yeah, Burt yeah. Bacharach soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's, but there's one scene, there's one moment where the malcontent guy, I don't even remember his name, I don't care, and, and uh, Ocho are like in a barn and they're kind of having a moment because both their parents were killed by this league of Yakuza or whatever they are. Right. Extraordinary gentlemen. Yeah, and... It like seems like he's crying. She's leaning over, and it looks like they're about to get it on. And then it cuts away, and it's like, well, that was going to be consensual, so yeah. let's not show that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene got cut. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and that's just what's odd about it is the sex seems to be the selling point, but all of it is incredibly in- uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost like showgirls level of like let's just move on and get to right anything else rather well, than that's this because it's it's. Like Showgirls, it's it's trying to skirt that line, at least in the era of like pushing softcore porn as much as you could, but it's still softcore NC-17 porn, you know what I mean? It's not full-on porn, so at a certain mm-hmm. point, it's like, okay, enough with the gyrating and the rubbing <laughs> and the yeah. doing things just, that nobody does for 10 minutes. and Yeah, 10 minutes of one person rubbing their face on someone else. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't pay to watch this. <laughs> right. Anyway, so... Yeah, but the Fury part... Mm-hmm. Um, what it's, happens is after she's little. she she helps th- it's the name. guy's name is Shinosuke. Okay, so is nice Suke like a, is that a whole name? Do we have to say that every time? Can we just yeah. call him Shin? But they call him Shinosuke. I so, know, but, but I'm saying for our purposes, we yes. have to do this every time. Call him ass. So yeah, she ends up saving him, mm-hmm. right? And he he gets away, and then it's all of a sudden she's in a gambling place. For whatever reason, because that's what she does. When, yes, she was she was gambling, and then like there's a whole plot where a guys cheating. And yeah, guys cheating yeah. gets caught, and everyone's like, "Fuck you, we're gonna kill you!" Yeah. And so Which they, they proceed to kill him while <laughs> she just kind of sits there in the corner and goes, "Boy, sucks to be him." Yeah, and then as then immediately they all vanish from the room, like yeah. they've all stabbed him to death, and like, "All right, we're out of here." Gotta go. And then the guy, he's suddenly not dead, even though we figured he was, and he says, "Oh, I have a sister. This money's hers." You need to help her, or she's gonna be sold into prostitution yeah, for five hundred yen, which. Nowadays is like five dollars. Mm-hmm. It's, less, it's even, less than that now. Quest, yeah, not quest, even. Quest, it's literally quest. like twenty cents now. Mm-hmm. No, it's not twenty cents, but it's pretty close. It's no. <laughs> what would game like video games the dollar cost drop like twenty too, dude. thousand yen? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, two hundred thousand no. yen or something. It's, it's, uh, one yen is worth basically a penny. Okay, generally speaking. All right, right. all right. But anyway, five hundred yen is $6. it's not much money. But he's like, hey, <clears throat> she's gonna get sold into it. So and thirty six cents. You have to go save her. Okay. And she's in Tokyo, by the way, and they're... Yeah, I don't even know where they are. Yeah, he's dead, and he's, and he's you know, spitting out blood <laughs> and explaining all of this. Yeah, not dying, basically. Like, spitting out red tempura, tempura yeah. actually. Plot points. Red right. tempura. Hey. Then the next scene is, like, after this, like, she's, you know, gone into the rape hot tub. No, she hasn't been raped, but she's in the yeah. hot tub. <laughs> and then, like, the guys bust in and are like, you overheard the whole plot, now we have to kill you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I slightly enjoyed this sort yes. of... Yeah. Point. Yeah, this I'm, scene set us up for good things. Yeah, she's she's butt naked. She gets out of the hot tub and starts fighting these guys. General she grabs a sword yeah. and is just and throws one dude out through the you know the paper wall. Uh-huh. And so they're out in the yeah. courtyard. And this is what he was talking about. This is there's no crazy eighty eight scene. This is literally like jump to the same looking garden yeah. as Oranishi from Kill Bill, right. where it's snowing and you know there's statues and koi ponds and things like that. And so she's fighting butt naked. And yeah, there's a bunch of dudes. Spends three and a half minutes uh, watching her feet. Yeah. Yeah. Glide across the snow. Yeah, and she's stabbing dudes. Yeah, yeah they do. They, do, they, yeah, they, they do that one shot where it's following her feet around, and then like a hand with a sword falls down, and then guy 
blood fountain mm-hmm. falls mm-hmm. down. But it is a pretty wow. long take. When she yeah. first jumps out of the tub, sure. it's a pretty long take that they do mm-hmm. where she's slicing dudes up and then they go into slow motion for a while. And yeah. I mean, it's well done. And yeah, I do give that scene credit for being pretty damn good yeah. and obviously never being able to be shown on YouTube. Right. Oh. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that scene happens and then it's just kind of over. She's like, she apparently murders everyone mm-hmm. and goes back. I think that's when she goes back to the Thieves Guild and... No, that's when all of a sudden she's on the train and she's off to Tokyo. Yeah, on, okay. on her quest. Yeah. Okay. And she meets up with the Thieves Guild. Yeah, okay, which that's is what like it is. A all right. Group of... It's her old haunt, it seems. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because the one lady says it was her adoptive mother. Yeah, yeah. group of old but, bitches yeah, stealing they, shit. Yeah, all the chicks are stealing stuff. And there's the weird guy who's like the goofy comic relief type thing. And sure. He serves no purpose. He makes a fart joke. Yeah, he makes fart. yeah, and this kind of sets us up for uh, what the shit are they doing now? Yeah. Well, because then yeah, because we were like getting angrier the guy longer this guy talks. Well, because then he also pulls out some little coin purse type thing that he stole from somebody. And oh, and pull, they play and with condoms. Yeah, he pulls for a out while. condoms and what do they call them? A uh, uh, sin sleeve or something like that or uh, yeah. uh, what was it? That dirty sack. Dirty, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they call a uh, rude sack. Rude, rude sack. sack. That's sack. what it was. Rude sack. Yes. So because yeah, nobody understood what they were. Yeah, and then anyway, so like that happens, and then. It's kind of seen over. Like, I don't remember. This yeah. is where it starts getting for, really for, well, muddy. Yeah, and this is where she says, where's the girl? So then she goes to buy the girl, and that's when we meet the CD. Like, this this is the the sex-obsessed bad guy mm-hmm. who basically says, deflowering virgins is my hobby. Yep. And she gets in before he gets to her and says, all right, I'm buying her. Here's the money. He says, no, I'm not going to sell her. She says, no, this was her brother's dying wish. You got to give it to me. And then he says, no, you... You'll have to play nothing. a gambling game. Yeah. You know, you have to gamble and either if you win, you get her. If you lose, I, I own get both, both of, you. of you. She's like, fine, whatever. I'm a gambler. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows <laughs> she, that she's, she knows he knows she's a gambler because she has calluses on her hands. Right. Sure. How that works. I don't know. Like they were very, you rough have to cards. hit the craps table really yeah. hard. They were really rough cards, really hard yeah. to get calluses on your hands. Well, the cards so. were made of like tree branches. Yeah. They're, they're made okay. of papyrus. It's right. very <laughs> rough. Of course. Yeah. So that's when she ends up playing poker against Christina, uh-huh. who yeah. they say is it's a blonde exciting. chick, even though she's a brunette. Very, right? very much brunette. And they're playing poker, and then idiot assassin busts into the room and starts trying to murder people. That's okay. And so there's, yeah. He's the worst assassin, by the way. He, he is. is. He literally case. just runs in screaming, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill well, you. Like from off camera, he's like, yeah. Well, no. Is he, he is I'm going to kill you. you know, 20 dudes usher him out of the thing, and then they uh, just go back to playing poker again. Which they show... It's like the World Series of Poker because they show most of the whole game. Yeah, and they get pretty intense with their staring and at each zooms. other. Zooms, yeah, zooms right on their lots eyes. Lots of zooms and it's a lot, oh, lots cards of and some Mazda commercial. And once again, you see the you see the, the Tarantino influence because it's like zoom in on this, yeah. zoom in on these eyes. You know, it's yeah, yeah, zoom, zoom, zoom. But then the game well, ends. Yeah, Tarantino's influence, not Tarantino. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. where he stole it, right? From. The influence, right. What influence? Yes. Sorry, yes. Where he homaged it from, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Lovingly. yeah. She wins the girl. Uh huh. Yeah, but he's like bad dude rapes her anyway. Well, yeah, he's like he's like I'll get you to her tomorrow. Get her to you tomorrow at noon or whatever. Yeah. Like, so he goes oh, okay. home and rapes her. Yeah. So he gets what he wanted anyway. And yeah, yeah. let's please not talk about that. Oh. Yep, and that starts us going. Oh God. What have we gotten ourselves into? Mm-hmm. I believe even during that scene was when I said, "How long is this movie again?" Yeah, because yeah, it's not, it's not a pleasant scene. No, despite what the music is telling you. Yeah, yeah. It, it is really like raindrops falling on my head. Music while yeah. this is happening. Yeah, it's 
it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it. Yeah, and then the next scene is equally it may be genre appropriate yeah. for what they do, but Maybe. it doesn't work for us. Because the next scene is probably even e- equally is awful. Because then, like the girl that has been raped wakes up and and you know and Ocho's there, and then she's just crying like, "I want to die, I want to die." Oh, yeah. but your brother wanted to have this. Oh, I still want to die. Was, I think she sees blood on it. And knows her brother's dead. Well, yeah, like, it's no, like I a bank die book that's yeah. covered in her brother's <laughs> blood. And she's like, here, he wanted you to ah! have this. She's like, ah. She's like, no, you have to live. Yeah. The end. And that is the last we see of that girl. Yes. Yes, it is. Who she was, was like control. just the main plot point, And then it becomes, oh, he had a deer tattoo. Yeah. She's like, oh, fuck, so, fuck her. Now I'm done with her. Yeah, that's what I need. Because that becomes the plot point is she's looking for someone with a deer tattoo, someone with a Boar, boar tattoo and then with a butterfly tattoo yep. and the card game that's actually that's like a hand in the card game oh is that a winning hand something like that yeah oh, okay not for her. her her name and that's where her name comes from is oh, those, it's an ocho yeah oh it's an in in whatever ocho great look okay. at you mr research nicely yeah. done I, I've learned it's, something uh, now. I like it? this movie now. That's about all the I'm going to learn from you this movie. Know. It's a Inoshika than, Cho. Other than pinky violence movies are not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the other thing I learned. But And the, the game is called Hanafuda. Oh. I don't know if that's so, the pronunciation. That hand, hand foot? Is hand that foot. the game? I have hand no food. freaking idea. Sounds like good. hand foot. Yeah, it works. Or but, koi koi. Oh. Oh. Double fish. Fish fish. That's a go fish twice. Yeah. yeah. But during the assassination attempt by the world's worst assassin... It shows that Christina has a gun, uh-huh. is able to disarm a bunch of guys, and then can't shoot our main yep. terrible assassin good guy. Classic can't pull love. the trigger. Yeah. Because, yeah, we find out that's why she came, and that's where you get those voiceovers Yen mentioned. Mm-hmm. Which, I was spy. Spies, not well, human. It's she had so a dream weird about because she says it like it's in a Japanese accent. So, yes, she well, had to have learned it phonetically because she must not have spoken English. Well, because they said, it, they said Swedish, in their voicemail so. that she's Swedish. So. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so, but she says stuff like someone who originally learned Japanese and then is speaking English. She speaks with that accent. Right. I think it's the director's, like, here, this is how you say this. Well, yeah. It had to have been, just like you said, it had to have been phonetic mm-hmm. because it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. She was just surrounded by people talking like that and yeah. picked up the accent. And this is where we learned, yeah. And later on, we learned that, oh, this is where her British handler guy who's. Nah, Nigel nah, Puffincock. Lord, <laughs> M- yeah, Lord, Lord Nigel. Mutton Chops. <laughs> or what do we this call him? <laughs> Nigel Phil Collinsworth. Phil Collins. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nigel Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. <laughs> Which but, we uh, just made five minutes of yeah, Phil uh, Collins. Sorry. Yeah. We, we were doing, let's just put it this way. We were desperate for anything to possibly laugh at or enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. We Our souls were hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a good time. The Phil Collins but, joke run was pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> I enjoyed there that wasn't moment. even any rape during that, was it? No, no there was. It no. came right after the Phil Collins. Oh, right, jokes. yeah, we finished yeah, the Phil Collins then Nigel jokes. Phil and Phil Collins then rapes Christina. Right. <laughs> yes, for losing yep. the hand, I think, or losing the game or something. I don't know. No, he's no, like, just you're because going it's to time. Use, yeah, it was seven o'clock. Oh, he I'm had, going to tell you. He had about to teach her <laughs> some kind of something or other. I don't know, but it got was to just teach you a lesson about using your body by raping you. Was it for not? It was for not killing the dude. Yeah, I guess, but. Then they have a voiceover while this is happening about her talking about going to her happy place. And you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. This is, no, this is not what I want to watch. Yeah. At all. But you do. You do. And it keeps going. And and I want to say for the record that even if it had been consensual sex, it still would have been really creepy. Yeah. Gross. Yes. That's serious. Because. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was 100 years old. (laughs) And uh, like super bright ginger hair. Yeah. Uh, And had like. 
blue makeup on on half his face. I don't know. Yeah. He looked like a zombie. Nah, I don't feel Collinsworth now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So then the bad guys send all their dudes because once again, World's Worst Assassin has tried to kill him. He hides. He ends up hiding in the Thieves Guild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the women hide him. That's when we get the tender almost love scene. Right. And, mm-hmm. But, oh, but yeah, then yeah, all the bad guys, love. henchmen show up and basically trash the place, take everybody. They're jerks. And are like, all right, Ocho, you know, somehow they get a message to Ocho. Oh, they, Cinco. they take that, all of them to the Clockwork yeah. Orange Rape Center where yep. they. And they're all beating them with sticks and- until she shows up. <sighs> and then has to bargain for them to let him go. And that's when she says, oh, well, I'll sleep with creepy virgin guy. Right. Yeah. And then we get the very long scene of her putting poison on her body and rubbing it into her breasts and all over her body. For and then her time. breasts and then all over her body and then on her body and then on her breasts. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going on and on. You're like, all right. Get it. And as, yeah. as somebody said, luckily. We're just like, like, you missed the spot. The whole time. I'm do like, it over again. <laughs> you know, she's, she's doing this and it's like, it's that magical poison poison that does not go through your pores. Yeah, it or d- your it doesn't skin. get into your bloodstream in right. any way, shape or form. Yeah. Just if but, it touches it. No. Right. But yeah. So he licks it off of her and dies. Uh-huh. And don't make it sound like it was that quick because it yeah, wasn't. It, they, he licks it off of he her spends for four quite and a while. Minutes, yeah, spins then, around like he's ah, forget it. Yeah, yes. chokes and spits up the violet. Where violet she gets to blood. say, "Hey, yeah. you killed my dad." But again, he has plenty of. Screw everyone you. in this movie, as they're dying, has plenty of time to take care of whatever they need to take care of before they die. Mm-hmm. Everyone. So he has plenty of time last quest. to explain uh, that mm-hmm. this person and this person is who you need on your quest. And, yeah. But I'm not going to tell you the last one. <laughs> uh, dead. Mm-hmm. This leads to her going after the man. Her and our and world's worst assassin mm-hmm. are both after the same guy. And he says, well, he killed my father, so I, can, I want I to kill him. kill him. And she says, no. no, he killed my father, so I get to kill him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then so they attempt to kill him on a train. Which, again, he fucks up like mm-hmm. the idiot oh. that he is. Oh, but we forgot another rape scene before that. No, I was hoping we could just yeah, skip that one. Yeah, there's another one. No, 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 Can't please. forget about the one with no, Christina the guy's already and the dead. other we chick. Can't go back. And then they, no, and the guy who has to kill, who they're trying to kill. Mm-hmm. Because then Worldsworth Assassin talks to her and she tells him they'll be on the train. <laughs> but yes, yet another scene of, yes, with let's two, get this two over chicks with. at the same let's time. Just, right. Yeah. Two chicks, man. Yeah. I but yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah, so they they attempt to kill him on the train well, while he's dressed as a vampire. He's yes. dressed as a vampire. She's dressed a as world's like, worst assassin. Dressed as a vampire, and she's dressed as like a newspaper boy. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, and and, and he makes we, his move towards the dude and immediately just starts shouting well, at him. He yanks off his cape and is like, "Time to die!" <laughs> but he's not even close to him. No. He's yeah, not he's still like a train no. car away, which gives the nuns with switchblades oh, time to well, jump. I was off. gonna say maybe he's blind in one eye. He has absolutely no death perception. <laughs> he so he's, he's making his battle cry. Well, actually, far the nuns didn't come into play until she came into play. Yes. Oh, that's right, because they yeah. easily because f- she shoots the two henchmen instead of him. Right. Wouldn't you say they were switchblade sisters? I would if I cared to, but I don't. Sister yeah. Act three, but what happens is he Tokyo gets tossed nuns. off of the moving train. Yeah, like face first, chucked face first. Yeah, off oh, I mean the it was side a of the doll. train. He might have been able. A it, real was a doll, yes, it was a doll. It was a doll. The character in the in the timeline was thrown out of a moving train. Yeah, it's an old Not train. They can't move train. that. No, no, it's, no it it's was moving. Going, it had steam power. <laughs> well, hell, yeah. <laughs> that was the first iteration of train power. Yes. Either way. 
Maybe he saw some. Actually, I think gravity probably was. Yeah. <laughs> they probably just built a probably. track and let it go. Gravity was, yeah. <laughs> this doesn't work so well, but, especially for going back. But anyway, he shows he's, back up like 15 he, well, yeah. minutes later. Well, but he's been, she gets captured and they're torturing her. And then Christina Chick is whipping her mm-hmm. for in front way, of Jesus. Way, way <sighs> too long. Momentarily, it was sort of hot. No, but no. never hot. Quickly. No, never hot. Yeah. No, no. You yeah. need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, <laughs> lest you wreck yourself, sir. You must check it yourself. Yeah, but they're in—I don't know. There's like a there's a like a stained church glass of, of Jesus in the background, and what's her face is tied up in the middle of the room. And, and oh, and by the way, Christina is wearing like a leather half tank top. Sure, and it's like a, a leather, torture outfit. Yeah. It becomes mm-hmm. Ilsa She Wolf like, of the SS. Well, yeah, it's half that, half like Apache. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's got the little things hanging off of it. Kind of was, yeah. yeah. Uh, but and there's whipping friend. and chains and but, well, th- this was the point where it literally was like okay what the hell is her motivation and who exactly is she working for that it's at one point it was like I, I thought maybe she was a good person maybe yeah she, she was, was like working for her majesty's secret service yeah something but no and nigel phil collinsworth had told her you know you have to be you know you you have to get these documents you have to do whatever it takes right. and it's like well, okay Nigel fine, raped but... the confusion into her and so her allegiances were all out of <sighs> I whack know. I don't know because yeah. she seems to be relishing the fact that she's whipping yeah. the shit out of this girl yeah but yeah she leaves While her all of us go stop yeah. just stop but the, yeah she leaves her hanging there in the middle of the room and in, in one of those like 70s nasty ways of tying someone up where it's like she's tied up around the boobs leaving the boobs hanging out yeah, just, it's, just it's, yeah. you know weird but Weird anyway, like, but of course, then the chick, the wife of the main bad guy comes right. down and says, unshockingly, mm-hmm. I'm your mother. Luke, I am your mother. Yeah. And also, I'll save you. I am the butterfly. Yeah. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Well, she doesn't <laughs> tell her that. The no. bad guy's just like, nobody's happy. That bitch Fuck is everybody. the butterfly. Yeah. Ha! Take yeah. that shit. And he puts her under like that- a steam... He like sprays her with a hose but and the, rinses like, off her skin until yeah, there's a tattoo. And there. you said she had like the Zoltar tattoo. Yeah, Zartan. Zartan. That's yeah. it. Because just hot water exposes tattoo of butterfly. Activated it. Whatever. So yeah. And then I think dumbass assassin jumps in again and starts stabbing people or something. No, he's <laughs> meeting up with Christina. <laughs> oh right, sorry. Yeah, and that's when Nigel Phil Collinsworth is like, right, you know no, too much. No. <laughs> now I'll kill you both because nobody gets a happy ending in yeah. this movie. Because they're getting nobody. shot down on the train tracks. <laughs> yeah. uh, he shows up get... with his the G-men and shoots them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but we do get a very brief action scene. We do. Where the world's worst assassin actually kills some people. He does. He does yeah. some ninja-ing. Ish yeah. before he gets shot a couple he times. He does some swarding. Apparently, Christina was like his muse of killing, so he was terrible yeah. with her yeah. around. But in the same room, he's like, "I can maybe do this yeah. until he gets oh, shot." I'm inspired yeah. with confidence. Yeah, he gets shot. <laughs> it was too much confidence, and now I'm dead. Yeah, he gets shot. She kills Nigel because he gets too close to. Her. He thinks she's dead, and she's got a sword and kills him. And yeah, but it's like all right. She dies like in a snow globe. Yeah, she sweet. she gets like a romantic uh, montage of. Spinning Hair while she snow and oh, yeah. that's right. Snow and artsy the crab flag. There's Great snow, but basically, like meanwhile, Ocho has murdered um, the boar guy, which is the head guy. He had the boar tattoo. Yeah, and then well, she doesn't get him first. No, okay. she she's able to free herself oh, after right. the after the boar guy kills her mom. Right. Yeah, but strangling her, which is another yeah. like excessive 
goes violence. on a long like, time. It's women thing. Yeah. Lots of gurgling and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. apparently one of the little cards she had had a razor blade in it because she cuts through the ropes. Right. And that's when she goes on another okay. rampage and kills everybody in the place inside mm-hmm. because nobody can attack more than one person at a time. Or nope. if they do, they don't like stabbing people, I guess. Nope. Well, they do her. seem to come in like waves sort of waves like they're like uh, uh stand back stand back stand back mm-hmm. and then one guy then the second guy then the third guy and they all die mm-hmm. yeah but she kills everybody finally gets to main guy when he is literally the only person left for her to kill and she's already been stabbed a couple times and, and that was a pretty cool yeah. scene i like he shoots her watching but, guys die yeah. yeah and then she like shoots him in the boar tattoo a couple times just for yeah, yeah once she's already she stabbed him. him in the eye of the boar tattoo yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she stumbles outside, outside into the snow and, and dies. Slowly. And then but the snow turns into doves, which turn into cards, which turn into uh, butterflies. Yeah, but turn before, into you're forgetting that she just starts rubbing snow on her boobs for no oh, reason. Right. She's washing so, the blood off of her tattoo. That's oh, what she's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, like a shoulder it's symbolic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's cleansing. I get it. Yeah. Thing. So, in summary, everyone dies. Yep. Hooray. No one is happy Literally. for any of this movie. Actually, now I think about it, everyone except... The chick that was in the threesome, yeah, died. The the maid, yeah, and, may, and maybe well, though she wanted to die, maybe the sister. Yeah, the sister maybe. might Yuki, still be alive yeah. somewhere. She Could might be, be alive, collecting her winnings. And yeah. the other thieves, I guess. The other thieves are the thieves yeah. guild okay. is okay. The, the they got guy, whipped, but they're but okay. The fart joke the guy is still alive. Alive. Good, yes. Good. Everyone past the halfway point of the movie dies. <sighs> Condom fart joke guy is probably alive. <laughs> yes. So that gives us hope. Yeah, I hope he's there for the sequel. He's probably been beaten to death for being a tard. Like the thieves guild was protecting him. Yeah, but then and you're not just saying that. He does seem to be mentally yeah, handicapped. Yeah, he has exactly. Yeah, I'm not. But yeah. no. All right, let's rate this because we're almost going to pass the thirty minute. Oh, 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 Jesus, hurry up! Hurry up! Go, Chuck. Go. Four bags. Harlow, go. Three bags. Mackie, go. Three bags. Me, go. Three bags. Yeah, the the two fight scenes are keeping it out of five jocks territory or five, five bags territory. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, everything else is kind of uh, even for this kind and of and a negative movie. star grove. Yes, oh, the yeah. opposite of the story. Oh, oh, oh we, did, we did the second big fight scene when she's killing did everyone. Did have some sweet guitar. But, no, that was weird because the whole... The whole sweet s- guitar show. It up. was like a Grateful Dead solo. Yes. Yeah, yeah but it, it was... I liked it. It was seriously like the long version of Sugar Magnolia or something because yeah. like the whole rest of the movie is like Burt Bacharach yeah. and an occasional I mean, flute. Here's, yeah, here's the thing. The music itself is not bad. No, no, it no, is like, used entirely wrong. Out of context. Wrong. The music. Some fine. of the music is In actually context. kind of shit. No, it's it's... Most of it is okay, but some of it is kind of shit. I, I think in an entirely but, different movie, this music would but be But you great. also see where Quentin Tarantino gets the weird juxtaposition of movie and you know, music but and scenery. He understands he does it, it better. Yeah, yeah, but he does it significantly better than this movie does. The action scenes would be all right if, if they weren't way in the beginning. Bookended by rape. rape. <laughs> yeah, and way at the end of the movie and with yeah. way long rape scenes that last longer than the fights do. Yeah, yeah. So, it, uh, yeah. So, sorry, guys, but thanks for the recommendation. I think. Hey, yeah. thanks for the yeah, voicemail. Just, the voicemail was, very, was great. Yeah, yes. nicely produced voicemail. Thank you for that. And just, I will say, and may God shed on your soul yeah, for the movie. We, we are just. This fully confirms we are not the target market for that type of movie. No, At no, all. no. Like I, no. I love Kill Bill Volume One, but that's because this stuff is executed well. And before she gets raped, she smashes a dude's head in a in the door and mm-hmm. slams it a few times and doesn't have that happen so yeah yeah i think that's the know. thing is like for everything awful that happens to the people there's never a, a an equal amount of revenge no 
And that's it, that's the, the thing that miss that I feel like is missing in this is this movie is supposed to be like an empowerment to women kind of thing, and it never comes across that way. It's like, well, okay, so they kind of won or they all kind of lost actually, but they never really got pure unadulterated revenge right. to equal the wrongdoing. Right. The lesson being, you fucking die in the end anyway. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Which is a terrible lesson. Yeah, it's horrible. Thirty minutes. We gotta go. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be, back, we'll be back for the second half. We have more Bond and lots of other movies. Woo! A lot. All right, and welcome back hey. Hey. to the second Damn half. Of this this is the second half. All right. We're so much happier now. 100% less rapey. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. I can guarantee that, at least in my movies. Hey, you know what time it is? Uh, it's Bond time. Is it time for the man? Yeah. The man with a golden gun. Yeah, man with a golden gun. Yeah. Christopher Lee right. yeah. is the man. With a golden gun. Scaramanga. 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 Yeah, Roger Moore returns. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Thank God. This is apparently the lowest grossing Bond film of them all. Oh. Of all time. Which is weird, because they pander to the audience by bringing back stupid shit. Yeah. (laughs) Proving that that doesn't always work. Nope. Nope. No. But, uh... Yeah, this one left them on shaky ground. They they didn't know if they were going to make another one after this for a while. It took them three three years. Three years. Yeah. But I really like this one. I like it a lot. I kind of like, I like this one. I don't know why I like it so much either. Like, I can't explain why I enjoyed it so much compared to the others. Yeah, I... Mm, I like it. I don't I, I think it. it's. I think it's Christopher Lee. He's, I think it's, it's basically having a guy who's the evil version of Bond, though I wish they didn't just come out and say it at the end. Yeah. You know, it's so much better when it's all implied and you're like, okay, yeah, this guy's basically Bond if Bond was just like, hey, pay me to kill people. Yeah. And I'll do it. I, I think my problem with it, I mean, I really liked his character and I liked it as a departure for the series and that it wasn't the same thing, although it does sort of become the same thing. Yeah, yeah, space mm-hmm. microwaves or whatever. Yeah. But I, a lot of like his motivation slash environment was just bizarre. Like why he has these this robotic cowboy town house. and yeah. crazy bullshit in his house and why he's made this deal why with... Not? With tattoo that you know, if he somehow fools him, he gets the eye. Mm-hmm. He, he never really explains why he's trying to die, or you know why he's. You know, none of that motivation is properly played out, or or why he's so fixated on Bond. Really, you should probably yeah. blind that it's Hervé Villages. If you don't know, yeah. just you said tattoo, right? Tattoo. <laughs> okay, but I love that he's got a statue of Bond in his house. But then when he meets Bond, he's like. So you're Mr. Bond. Huh? Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like the dudes, but that's been stalking a friend of a friend on Facebook and has looked at like all her bikini pictures and everything. And then like, when you have to like get introduced for real, he's like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're yeah. friends. With- oh yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I've heard I know you. you. And he's yeah. like too many clothes on for me. You know, when he's actually like, I've been looking at your pictures every <laughs> night before I go to bed. Right. You know, I've it's, been waiting that's kind of how Scaramanga is when he meets Bond. Yeah. He's like, right the way, Mr. Oh, it's, it's so nice to meet you, Mr. Bond. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard about you. I've been shooting the fingers yeah. off your mannequin in my cowboy I've house. I've been <laughs> staring at your mannequin before I go to bed every night, Bond. I want to wear your skin like a jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. But I, I, I like that Roger Moore is a little more serious 
in this one in certain parts because he's actually feels threatened. Mm-hmm. But there's also the goofiness there. Oh, there's goofiness. I, okay, so the th- I guess I'll talk about the things I don't like about this one. Like I, of all the Bond girls so far, what is the deal with Goodnight? She serves like she's supposed to be a field agent, and she yeah. is the, she is literally the most incompetent Bond girl. Yes, to date, she was in more of the books. Like yeah, she, she was, was apparently his. She was his personal secretary. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Books, I'm not even like, talking about the, just, the character. I mean, like literally how she plays her. It's like she is more bumbling than any Bond girl. Yes, to date. Yeah, I know. Like I, yeah, she and, has no business being anywhere in this middle of this action. It just, yeah, but at least Bond treats her that way. He's like, I, do I really have to take her along? Yeah, he does. He, he like instantly, like the first time they interact, he, he's so annoyed. Yeah, he's like, he's like really, I have there. to deal with this because he knows he's gonna have to babysit her. Yeah. So and I, well, I will say that the the scene that I think was probably my favorite in the whole movie was when it became Three's Company, where he's juggling two uh, women at once, which is sort of the first time this has happened in the series, mm-hmm. where he's he's like he just throws so her in I, the closet. Yeah. Well, yeah, before it's like she's under the covers. And he's like, I you know, the pillow, 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 pillow tricks. Tricks. <laughs> keep people from shooting. And they're cutting to her sleeping. under the covers, making a face like you son of a bitch, Bond. It's like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> Rip the covers back and go see. I got another girl here. Yeah, and then he tosses her in the closet. <laughs> I thought we go then, family style. Yeah. <laughs> Throws her in the closet and, and then just has sex with Mod Abs for like five hours. And then when he comes and lets her out, tells her that her turn is coming soon. Like, don't worry, my dear, you'll get yours. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like that's terrible but i yeah. loved it I, I do love the uh the sunken ship set that oh my is god awesome. that is that is amazing pure genius mm-hmm. i'd totally forgotten about that and when they went in there i was like this is really clever they have done a good job with this mm-hmm. i just love that the floors. whole set is diagonal yeah, but, they've but, got, they, but they've built yeah, extra, extra stairs extra parts and, of the, and the desks are level genius it's so good it's so, so good. good and if they'd waited a couple years they wouldn't have been able to do that yeah they literally started scrapping that like right after the movie yeah that wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, that I was a little, sets, but the yeah. I was a little disappointed. The duel at the end isn't nearly as long as I thought it was hmm. like in my memory. It was a lot more drawn out of a sequence, but yeah. it's over really quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. But it's clever, kind of, it's which clever is kind how of, he does it though. Oh yeah. It's great. Yeah. But it's because the movie has introduced the idiotic bond plot in, in late in the third act, which is just basically like whatever this thing is going to melt. Whatever the, the Solex. Yeah. Just, thing. Whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. Goodnight almost kills him again. And, <laughs> yeah. She's terrible. She doesn't know how buttons work. <laughs> <laughs> no, she used a button. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Butt on. Butt on. Yeah. yeah, and of course, apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> and of course, J.W. Pepper returns to shit all over an amazing <laughs> action sequence. Not so amazing until if they really fucking did that. Like, there's there's something in the credits that says computer. They did. Do it. They did. There's something that says like computer. I'm I'm sort of sure that was like plotting trajectory. Yeah, and they and ran they, algorithms for months. Oh my god, that's and amazing. they and they copyrighted this stunt yeah. years before, so nobody could use it that, until they do it. Like I was like, oh god, this is so shitty compared to the boat chase and live and let die. I'm just saying, like comparatively yeah. speaking, like, sure. And it's and it's almost weird that they did beat, another beat, boat sort of, chase. Yeah, I mean it's similar. It's very similar. And then that mm-hmm. happens, and I was like. Yeah, I I was like hell yeah. yes. Unfortunately, until because the corkscrew, they yes, they had to slow it down. Yeah, because because he it was so fast because of the speed he had to go. Yeah, that they actually slowed it down. But God damn, damn it, the slide whistle when he does a fucking slide whistle as that car lands. I yeah. was like, that is the worst choice. Yeah. Oh, in the history yeah. of movie. Sound I mean, effects. it was ba- the movie was, I was bad enough. So pissed off <laughs> yeah. when that happened. I got. 
mm, I got so fucking mad. Well, the movie had just spent 15 minutes pandering to the audience with this dumbass Sheriff Hillbilly character. The just, first uh, time he shows up, I was like, okay, it's kind of funny. Except for his racism. Had it, like, well, like if it wasn't his, for his racism race, was terrible, but... Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, if it had just been that, yeah. like, he was on vacation and, like, what was that, Bond? You yeah, know, like, that, that would have been fine. But when he comes along with him yes. on the mission, it's like, Jesus, stop this. But yeah, then the slide whistle is like, mm-hmm. you were just pandering to the lowest common denominator at this point. But the stunt itself, I was yeah. like, oh, the stunt is fantastic. The slide whistle, that it, was amazing. Just, I, I want to go in and George Lucas out the slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the score in this one, by the way. Like, you and I talked about the theme. The theme is not... Oh, the theme song is terrible. It's mm-hmm. not a good theme song. It's oh, like it's three atrocious. songs layered on top of each other. However, the song makes for a great score throughout the movie. Yes. I caught myself humming that score like for a week. Yeah. Like, it, it, it works perfectly as Bond music. Yeah. As a song, it's not great. But as the instrumental version of that, that, mm-hmm. that works so good. But I love that the, the song is actually narrating the action yeah. of the movie. Right. It's so terrible. It's badly written. But yes, the theme is good, and I love all the the really slow tension music, like when they're doing the funhouse sequence in the beginning and near the end, mm-hmm. and when Bond first gets to the island. Yeah. I mean, and that's an awesome set. Yeah. Like, that whole island is badass, but yeah. But this one was way up there. I actually liked it more than Live and Let Die. Mm, not me. No, I mean, I, no. I still... I, and I can't explain why. Yeah. But I did. I, I, I've I've come to the terms. I mean, obviously, this list will change as it goes on. My favorite Bond movie overall is still Doctor No. I know Chuck, and my favorite one for action is Live and Let Die. I mean, like Doctor No is interesting to me because of like intrigue, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and Live and Let Die. I it's the best action period to me. Can anybody explain why Q M and Bond all hate each other and let each other know that they all hate each other at every possible opportunity. Because they're sick of working with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. know I know, Q and M are 100 years old each, but... Everyone at my work hates each other, too. <laughs> you know, also, when, when Q thing. showed up in this, it made me remember that, why is he not in Live and Let Die? Were yeah, they, it was were weird they, that he wasn't... Were they going in, to drop him? Like, I don't know. It was weird that he wasn't in that one, that they just sent the watch along to yeah. Bond's house. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't come along. Yeah, that was just strange. I was, was like, strange. oh. Desmond Llewellyn was in the hospital with the flu. Oh. For a year. Really? Oh, I have no, no idea. <laughs> you fact check one time and we start believing you. Yeah. That was masterful you delivery, though. Son of a bitch. Well, I, I believe you. You got to say it with authority. Yeah. Like, like well, the, obviously. You got to give the tone of, you didn't know that? Yeah. God, well, that's how you buy it, man. But I love when they're on the on the the Queen Elizabeth and they're all just in the room talking to each other and they're just sniping at each other mm-hmm. and like telling things like we told now, him to do really this. Bomb. and Obviously yeah. this doesn't work because the Q thing is like, no, just wait a moment. <laughs> it's just like, That's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I just, I love how early on they don't shoot that set very, like in very wide shots. Like mm-hmm. they keep it tight. Mm-hmm. But then later on in the movie, they're like doing big wide shots and they're all just standing and they're all deadly serious. Like, oh God, we lost the Solex. Things are fucked. And you're like, you're standing in a diagonal room. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I love that juxtaposition yeah. of them just being dead serious and like, we are fucked mm-hmm. now. This is not good. And they're standing in this Look at diagonal this ass, boat. weird looking room. Batman camera angles going on. <laughs> yeah. So, Spy Who Loved Me next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disco Bond. Yep. Disco Bond. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you guys watched the movies, huh? Did. I saw one in the theater. What? What? Just before it left the theater, I believe, at least here. Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. One of the movies I mentioned I was hoping to see in my summer movie preview. Oh, yeah. That movie based on a classified ad. Yeah. There was a fake (laughs) classified ad, actually. Uh Uh-huh. It was written as a a filler. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's good filler. Yep. Instead of okay. just Latin. It, that's not part of the movie, but I mean, that's just. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly didn't know that. I never no, knew the it, it was, oh, I thought, like, I thought it was actually some yeah, crazy no, guy. It was somebody who worked at the paper wrote it as oh, a filler, okay. huh. which is sad. That's oh. awesome, actually, yeah. kind of. I don't know which is better, a crazy guy writing it or that, that someone came up with that as a filler. Well, thing. working in the newspaper industry, the filler ads that actually exist in, at least in our newspaper. Are for the newspaper itself? Well, no, they're fucking junk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're boring Boss junk. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah it's like, here, here. please advertise. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. No, like, yeah. But that's why it's just like, please, God, give us money. <laughs> yep. But no, safety not guaranteed. Uh, got Aubrey Plaza in it. Hey. You got oh, Mark Duplass. Hey. He's from the league. Oh, oh, that guy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess he was one of the producers along with his brother. Okay, but uh, it's charming as hell movie. Like Hmm. it's one of those indies where it's like, okay, the characters are kind of quirky, but they're all pretty likable, and they all have really good character arcs throughout that they actually earn the change that happens to them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but it's like most indies also it's maybe a movie about time travel, but it's not like they have the huge budget to do anything with time travel. Sure. So it becomes all about the reasons why someone would time travel oh. and less about like where they're going and what they're going to do. It's like why they're going there and why they're going to do it. And it's just, it's a really good character piece and I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And I enjoyed that. There's some ambiguity about things as you get towards the end. It's an indie film. Yeah. <laughs> so of course there is. <laughs> yeah, but I would definitely, um, I definitely give it a rent when it comes around. Not worth seeing it in the theater. Uh, not really a spectacle. Well, for, it's probably not hard for the to. summer. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's what's weird is I don't know why they put this out in the summer. This is solid fall, you know. Sure. Early fall type eh, movie. It's a movie. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not an event. Right. Exactly. Like, like let's go. It's a movie. I want to go to a movie. Not like I want to see explosions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what most of the summer is like. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's why it was weird that they put it out in the yeah. summer. But yeah. but no, I really, I, I like the hell out of it. Okay. Yeah. Every, everyone in it does a really great job. And even the characters that are kind of not likable end up becoming likable in a way. So yeah. Awesome. I would definitely rent it. And I bet it's one of those that'll end up on Netflix streaming, which would be even better because then more people will see it. But then everyone will bitch about it. Not being a real movie. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's a real movie. It's real to me, Chuck. I, I know. It's real to me. I know it is. So I also watched a movie that came out this year. <laughs> one that I think I vowed that I would not watch, but mm. I did anyway. Oh. What was it? Three Stooges. How <laughs> was Three Stooges? Hey, Mom. Okay, so I went into this in a really weird mind frame, like almost daring this movie to make me not like it at, at a certain point. Like, just like, come on. Keep people saying like it's it's better than you think it's going to be. It's better than you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I, I watched this movie almost on a dare. Like, okay, was fair, it better than you Farrelly's, you know, like yeah. you have been letting me down a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, hit me with your best shot. And and the strange thing is, is like the longer this movie went on, and like the more I kind of let myself go back into my childhood love for Three Stooges, mm-hmm. I found I found myself laughing at shit for no good reason. Oh dear, like it's just. At a certain point in the movie, it's just like you have to just throw your hands up and go like, "All right, I'm I'm on board with you. Let's do this. It's it's stupid, but let's do this." So at some point, the movie poked you in the eyes and it went kind of, over. kind of. I mean, like there's you just there, the block. there was one sight guy <laughs> joke that just actually finally made me laugh like out loud just at the sheer audacity of doing this <laughs> because it's just so stupid mm-hmm. and 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 like somehow that like you know making a movie way i, I like looked at this and go like i can't believe they actually fucking went to the 
bother to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you admire it for the yeah. balls <laughs> for yeah. the that balls they had of for balls. fucking making that it. Crazy. Kind of, yes. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's there's some jokes work, and I mean, I'm sorry, I I found myself laughing far too many times at their horrible puns. I mean, they have some awful, awful. Well, you're puns. a man who loves his puns. God, Three Stooges is not known for the puns. No, they they well, yeah, they were. Yeah, <laughs> were they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Okay. Yeah. All just men think are they were about. Okay. Like, all right. So this one, this so there would be a pun, other. and then Mo would beat the shit out of this, them for saying a pun, right? right? This is yeah. Larry was usually the one that made the puns. <laughs> all right. Great. And this is this is the early sight gag, so I'll spoil it just so you know where this was going. All right. They're kids, and they're they're in an orphanage, and they're working on the bell. It's like a you know a nun orphanage, and they're working on the bell at the top. Of, <laughs> Wait, it's an orphanage. An orphanage, nuns? An orphanage <laughs> run by nuns. nuns. Yes. An orphanage. A nun- <laughs> yes, a thank you. It's a nunnery. But they're working on the the church bell, and they do something stupid, and it falls down, and it hits the one the one nun that's played by Larry David. By the way, <laughs> strangely, <What>? yes, <laughs> what? Larry David plays one of the nuns, um, and okay. it, he's the one that keeps like he's he's the bitch nun you know he's always like you sure. can't do this you can't have fun you're orphans you're not allowed to have fun so he's always the 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 object bitch of the falls. you know <laughs> okay. uh-huh. so like they knock the bell down and it falls and hits him in the face which of course doesn't hurt them in this world no and it rolls off and it's like oh is that sister so-and-so and he says i don't know but his face rings a bell <laughs> and i couldn't help it i was like fuck you that's funny <laughs> Because it literally just fell to the face five seconds earlier. <laughs> no, I can appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I knew that joke was wow. coming. Too. I know, but still. Huh. No, but his face rings about. <laughs> exactly. Bong. So yeah, I just love that if Chuck had watched this, we'd be like, "Fuck you, Chuck! Why did you watch that shit?" Harlow watches it. We're like, "All right, yeah. hey, no, I'm, yeah. give it up, buddy." I'm, I'm, I've been rooting for this movie kind of in the, in the. And that one last warm recess of my cold black heart, I've been kind of rooting to yeah. hear more good things about Three I, Stooges. Movie. Like, how how were they at, at reprising the roles? Or not reprising um, the roles, but... Taking they're all the pretty roles. good. Yeah. I mean, Sean Hayes is the only one I really couldn't like ever like go, you're not Jack from Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like he can never lose that face. Like, mm-hmm. you know who he is, right? Like, you remember, you- did you ever watch Will and Grace ever once? He's this um, super gay best friend of Will. It's yes. Jack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he plays Larry, and it's like it's hard to really. Wrap, it's hard okay. to wrap your head around that at, to okay, a certain degree. Yeah. But the other two, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. Is okay. this on DVD or Netflix? Or? Yeah, I, I did a <laughs> yes, I, I did uh, Redbox or whatever. Oh, Redbox. Yeah. All right. So it's out. There. I might have to check it out. Yeah, it's you know, <laughs> if you're bored, mm. you could probably do worse if you want stupid humor, especially in that because I mean. Any, they were actually kind of light on stupid sound effects for the noises. I mean, other than, than, than well, I mean, they have the standard <laughs> noises that they're supposed to make, but like other stuff other than the routine yeah. doesn't do too much. Like it could have been excessive. Like you, you actually hear more sound effects in something like the Smurfs than you would in like this. Mm. You know, th- right. that sounds weird. Even like this is kind of the originator of you have to have a sound effect with violent action. Yes. So there's less, there's not as there, much there, violent action. Exactly. Well, I'm just effects. saying there's not as much goofy sound effects as there probably are in things that probably shouldn't have it. Oh, gotcha. okay. I yeah. got gotcha. <laughs> Still Stooges appropriate sure, level exactly. of goofy sound effects. Like okay. James Bond movies. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's it's been watched and yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, watched. It's a thing. Three Stooges. It's been watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I watched a movie. Did you? Yeah. A movie? It's got Justin Timberlake in it. Oh, JT. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's that He's movie. Dreamy. Yeah, it's that movie about time. Oh, yeah. time after time? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you're Some, somewhere in time. In on time. Under time. In time. Time is on our in time. time. In time. 
I've heard time of that. Yeah. Um, that's the one where time is a currency. Right. Time cop. And they don't let you forget that time is a currency. They stick to their premise like you wouldn't believe. Do they keep saying, time is currency, time is money? <laughs> no, they don't no. say that. They never say time is money? No. What? What? This, Rip off. It, it's a weird universe. That's you probably like the one line they stayed away from. Well, one star. I mean, the, the it obviously you obviously know that time is currency. It does a hell of a job setting up this universe and that the, you're born with this time and then you hit 25 and you've got a year and then after a year you die unless you get more time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's Parts of it are really clever. Like like the, the, the world that they've created, I, you don't know when it's taking place. You know, it, it may not even be earth as we know I mean, mm-hmm. alternate dimension or whatever but while they while they're dedicated to their premise the actual story that's going on is just generic as hell it, it's just basically robin hooding you know stealing time to give to poor people because the rich people have too much time um i take it justin timberlake is robin hood yeah yeah so yeah pete campbell from mad men is the bad guy oh he is <laughs> yeah um, oh, did you get to watch Pete get his comeuppance? Um, he 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 continues to do his "I'm annoyed by everything that's going on around me" face and have a couple of little tantrums. He doesn't really. Oh, so he he just plays Pete. Yeah, basically, yeah, fucking Pete. Uh, with a, right. with a slightly longer hair. Um, <laughs> but he's got like a million years of time, and mm. everyone wants all his time. So, so do you not also not age when you have this time? No, you hit twenty five, and then your body stops aging. Oh, okay, nice. So, like, but if you don't Justin Timberlake's mom is Olivia Wilde. So, okay. No one in this movie is old. Everyone is the same age, roughly. Hmm. So I like okay. this. The entire bad. movie is populated by twenty-five-year-olds, which is okay. But as it, the movie correctly points out later on, things start to get creepy when, like, at a dinner party, you introduce your mother, your daughter, and your your granddaughter, and they're all the same age and the same level of hotness, and it's it's unnerving as to which one you're supposed to be attracted to and which ones you need to go, whoa, okay. So they're self-aware about their premise. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, they're, they're, obviously the audience is like, ah, that's uncomfortable, so they, they have characters sort of, because Justin Timberlake sort of ends up being this fish out of water. He goes from the ghetto to the, the rich time town, so he's introduced to this world as the audience is, so he's, you know, feeling it for us. Hmm. Yeah. I see. So you'd recommend it? It's all right. It's, a, it's, it's worth a watch. It's like, totally watch, average. It's watchable. Yeah. I mean, like you get to the end and go, eh, watch. Yeah, it was a movie. Uh, really worth a watch. Oh, I, I, yeah, didn't mean that one. Oh, oh mm-hmm. sorry. That's the second time. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was like the only real like new movie I watched, and it was all right. So, all right, I watched Twenty One Jump Street. I agree with you guys. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's good. It has the best drug scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Drug scenes are good, if done right. Yeah. I like drugs. Scenes. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of shocked Channing Tatum was funnier than Jonah Hill in that movie. Yeah, I know. That's kind of it's not right. I have, I have, I'm supposed to hate that guy. I know. I, I have a feeling. I can't I, hate him in that movie. I've, I have a feeling. I have a sad, sinking feeling that he's going to Brad Pitt everybody. I don't know if he's going to go to that level. But I mean, like when Brad Pitt was out, it was like, oh, my God, Brad Pitt. Oh, my God, Brad Pitt. It was like, fuck that guy. And yeah, then, like yeah. just all the years, it's like, fuck, he's a good he's actor. Picking God good movies. damn it. <laughs> fuck it. Damn it. You yeah. actually get all morning and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, OK, it's a Brad Pitt movie. I'll go see that. But Chang Tatum hasn't done his 12 monkeys yet. No, 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 he's, no, no. He's got to go the opposite of saying. hunky he's, guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right now, he, all he's done is hunky guy, but he'll he'll get a movie and it'll be like, fuck, God damn it. Maybe this guy's actually a good actor. Hmm. Shit. 
<laughs> I can't hate him now. Yeah, but Brad Pitt started out too playing crazy rednecks. So yes. it wasn't like he was a hot guy to start with. But at the beginning, he was he was a crazy redneck murder mm, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. True. Yeah. Uh, so I watched another movie. Um, I watched Scream 4, or as I like to call it, Screform. Oh, yeah. That movie that came out that no one gave a shit about. I have, I have the desire to watch that out of loyalty to the first ones, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What's what's the verdict, sir? Okay, so I gotta say, I've never been like a Scream series fan. I I love the original movie, and I think I need to watch the sequel more, like the Scream Two. Scream Two is the better one. Okay, well, I mean, I've never had that opinion, but that's because I've only seen it probably twice, and it's been yeah, a long well. time. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so everything but the ending is better. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I I I like the idea. I like the what bit of the series I remember. I I honestly at this point don't remember a thing about Scream 3. I don't think that matters in Scream 4 yeah. at all. I didn't remember anything about Scream um, 3 either. Are Jay and Silent Bob in this one? No. Okay. They were in Scream 3. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, <laughs> I just think that at a certain point, like when Scream came out, it, 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 it was a thing to say and to do the word meta. That was a that was a thing. Like that was considered indie and hip and cool to do right. meta stories where it's like I am aware of what I'm writing, but I'm still writing it and it's still happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna kinda every once in a while talk about it. Mm-hmm. And this feels like it's too late to cash in on that train and too much. Like they just try to go to whole nother levels of like it's almost like Scream Inception because at a certain point it's just like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like you've literally lost me. Like the only reason to me Inception works as a story to try to to take a, a story that complex is because they so painfully painstakingly lay it out in the thir- first thirty to forty five minutes of the movie. It's like, look, this is what's going to happen, and then they go do it. Right. And this just feels like as it's happening, it's like, oh wait, but this is happening now, <laughs> and this is another layer, and hmm. and it just feels kind of lazy. Like like I just feel like. They were trying to run too far with their own joke. So, is there like someone in this movie saying like the rule about? Oh, it's it's, it's movies all, that it, come no, out no, no. twelve I mean, years it's after. Just, it's, <laughs> it's all about trilogy, you know, somebody narrating rules, and then it also has a lot to do with. You know, at this point, their their movie within the movie stab is up to like stab seven. Yeah, so they're also kind of mm-hmm. parroting the saw thing of like, okay, seriously, it's just it's getting dumb now. And like, no, I like it in this one when blah, blah, you know happens and. And then it's like, then all those crazy twists from the later movies start happening in this one. And did they find another tape from Jamie Kennedy where he would no, no, recorded? Jamie, no Jamie Kennedy okay. at all in this movie. All right. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not awful at all. It's just like by the end of the movie, I, it was like, okay, it, it kind of surprised me. But then I, I, I think like I was talking to shiny lights, Destrell, who is a big horror fan and watches all these movies too much. And I think pays attention to the minutia and things a bit too much sometimes. Hmm. And he, always he apparently caught a, a thing, a running thing in Scream that I never caught on with. In the first Scream? No, in, in like in the first three. Because okay. he hasn't seen four. And he was like, I'm not going to say it because it will help spoil the movie. But he was like, does it have something to do with this? And I was like, why do you ask that? That seems kind of random. And he started to explain the underlying theme between all the movies. And I was like, well, he goes, well, now you might as well tell me the ending. And I was like, well, you would have figured out in the first five minutes anyway. Hmm. <laughs> because I didn't I never caught on to that. Hmm. You you know you would have figured out who the killer was or whatever oh. right from the very beginning because I never picked that up on that. It's Drew Barrymore, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> no, she wasn't dead at the beginning of Scream, and this whole thing was right. a revenge. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. And they, and they crack the case. They, yeah. they threw they throw a whole bunch of people in it because there's there's people like within the movies within the movies, and like mm-hmm. Heather Graham comes back, and they show part of her scenes and you know in the stab first stab movie playing Sydney, and like it's. Like Kristen Bell and like Anna, there's too many layers. Like Kristen there. Bell and Anna Paquin show up, but they're and it's like it seems like it's part of the movie, but they're in the movie within the movie. Oh, yeah, it's it's just bizarre. Hmm. But you know, there's people in it. I yeah. like people. Yeah, and I see Kevin Williamson wrote it. Too, he did. So. He did. Which I was surprised. I actually that was like one of the first things I went and looked. I was like, I don't doesn't feel like he wrote that, but he did. Well, he went away for a long time. He did. Well, yeah, he didn't write the third one. Wasn't it Aaron Kruger? Yeah, or? I think it did. Said there's like the score, the story or treatment yeah, or something, something, but he was burned out at that point he written every horror movie but yep yeah. so yeah allison brie's in it so i like that i enjoy allison brie i do too so there you go she's pretty mm-hmm. that's the word on the street yep yeah. pete campbell's wife. word on the street right. <laughs> yes pete campbell's it all comes wife. back to it mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking pete campbell <laughs> yes fucking pete campbell <laughs> hey i saw a movie hey what'd you see man a we movie? all saw movies Whoa. yeah I'm, uh, this is the best. Dogs and cats living together. Yes. <laughs> I am continuing my quest to clear out my Netflix oh. disc queue. Mm. Yeah. Um, they still make is, those? Yeah. Discs? It's it's Man. about 30 deep, so uh, deep. it'll be a while deep. And uh, for some reason, Netflix seems slow in receiving and sending these days. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a common complaint. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Uh, and they, anyhow, I don't want to get off on any tangents like that. But they I watched. Uh, they sent me Little Miss Sunshine. Hey, critically uh, because, hey, I've seen yes, that because Tilt the Battle to Save Pinball is on a very, 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 very long wait. Um, it's not on you. instant anymore. No, no. Special when Lit is. Special when Lit uh, is, but Tilt yeah. is not. I'll tilt is yet. not. So I watched um, Little Miss Sunshine, and that movie's kind of dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it goes some dark places. It it goes some very very dark places. Um, it's it's weird. Kind of seeing Steve Carell before he got really super popular at all. Mm-hmm. So um, he wasn't comedy superstar of Steve Carell. Yeah, people right. were like, "Hey, that guy was on Daily Show, wasn't mm-hmm. he?" Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And um, but he he's pretty young in it. I mean, pretty young looking. Um, he has a beard. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but um, you have a beard. I do. <laughs> Are you Steve Carell? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Sorry, that the, trade had to be finished. Mm-hmm. I'm the office's Steve Carell. Mm. That's been my hey, secret on this entire show. time. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I loved you in Anchorman. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I'm not just saying that. No, it was, It was. like I said, it was dark, and it had a few pretty decent laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I liked it, and it's now on its way back to Netflix headquarters. So Hooray! I, so I'll have another movie so in we'll three check weeks. in next month. Finally, check the next person can watch Little next Miss Sunshine. Right. <laughs> only six years too late. Oh. But it's good that you saw it. It's yeah. good to have been seen. And I like the Volkswagen, even yeah. though they had to push it. Yep. <laughs> Alan Arkin's really good in that, too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Masterful performance. Mm-hmm. I like Greg Kinnear, and uh, Brian Cranston shows up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wasn't Tony Collette the mom? Yes, Tony yeah, was in. It's great cast. I mean, it's yeah. really well cast. So pretty good. I agree. And uh, Abigail Breslin was good as yeah. Olive. So, mm-hmm. do I hear some emails? You want to hear me talk about Lethal Weapon and Total Recall? Surprise us, dude! Total Recall mm-hmm. is awesome the, because Farrell, of the new Brian one. Cranston movie? No, oh. because of the new one. I said I need to remember if Total Recall is as awesome as I remember it being. Mm. And Total Recall is more awesome than I remember it being. 
Yeah. In a movie way or in a Bamcast way? No, in a movie way. Oh. That movie is fucking genius. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. That movie is working on so many fucking levels at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I love about Paul Verhoeven and why I miss him so dearly. Where'd he go? He the moon. He made Hollow Man, which sucked. <laughs> and then he made Black Book, and then he vanished. Black he's, Book. like, trying to make some documentary about how Jesus would have really been or something. Oh, great. He's, like, way out there now. <laughs> okay, but, great. Thanks, Paul. But he's one of those guys who's... He basically made a satire of ultra-violent action movies that still works as an ultra-violent action movie. In fact, probably one of the best ultra-violent action movies that exists. That makes sense. Like, God. I, I, I mean, Starship Troopers? <laughs> I mean, I would no. say that's a better example of that, of, like, oh, my God, you know, like, parody well, yeah, yeah. ultra-violence. Yeah, but I, I think as his filmography went on, he increasingly was parodying yeah, himself, but, almost. Yeah, but this one, it's, like, it's to me, it's that perfect balance because... They never tip their hand as to whether or not Quaid is having a psychotic episode or if this is really happening. Yeah. And so it makes you think that the whole movie is ultra-violent wish fulfillment because that's basically what they promise him at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. They're like, come here and you'll get to be the secret agent and there'll be blue skies on Mars. And they basically describe the rest of the plot of the movie to him before mm-hmm. putting him in the machine. And then a guy comes in later and says, and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then that shit happens exactly the way the guy says it. And you're like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> the, the best thing about that line, though, the blue skies on Mars, is that's so, that's actually as he's fading out to go to sleep. Yep. And it's so subtle. Like the guy yeah. just kind of walks in and he's like, oh, blue skies on Mars. That's a new one. Yeah. And then, like that, and then it's like, yeah, because, like, when he's, when he's booking out his trip in his mind, he's like, yeah, you want alien relics? Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> and, you know, oh, how about the, you know, that describes the girl who's exactly like the girl, you know, it, hmm. it's just, but because you're never sure whether it's happening or not, it's like asking the audience, it's like, this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. You wanted these, you wanted this super violent shit and you want everyone swearing all the time and just, and everyone's so game for it too. <laughs> like Ronnie Cox is at his absolute best in this movie because he is just so pissed off at Michael Ironside when he fucks up. And Michael Ironside just hates Arnold so much. <laughs> Throughout that movie. Yeah. But when Ronnie Cox is just like, you fucking, he's just like, the way he swears in that movie is amazing. And I don't usually say that, but like just the way Ronnie Cox like spits out swear words at people in that movie is amazing. I love it. Ronnie Cox is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Sharon Stone has never been hotter than she is in that movie. I would agree with Even that. Even though she doesn't get naked. Nah. Mm. But. Spandex. Yes. Yeah, but she looks pretty amazing in that and just, yeah. And it's interesting that the aesthetic, like the set design, mm-hmm. is really similar to Robot Jocks. Like their vision of the future was very <laughs> much in tune with what Robot Jocks' vision of the future. Obviously, they had more of a budget than Robot Jocks did. Sure. But the architecture and the buildings and the uh, and the vehicles in it, very similar. Hmm. Which I have the doorstop. Doorstop cars. Yes. Yeah. Very much like yeah, that. Or doorstop cars. I, they I have the Johnny Cab. I can't wait for the uh, the walls. That's the one thing from Total Recall I always wanted was like full screen walls all around. Mm-hmm. That's, I, mean, that's, I that's want the awesome. digital nail polish. Yeah. And they that's have, what I want. Yeah. And they have the x-ray wall. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I just mean yeah. like that, that's just awesome. Like, you know, they have dinner and it's like they're sitting. What was it? By a I beach will or say, something. Yeah. They yeah. smash a lot of glass in that movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Those digital walls are coming, man. And they use a lot of human bullet shields, too. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. (laughs) Nobody used blood squibs like Verhoeven does. Like, RoboCop and this one. Mm -hmm. Like, when people get shot, you're like, fuck! Yeah. Because, like, the bullets, like, they just explode out of people. It's like everyone has explosive rounds. Yeah, always, just, usually in slow motion with, like, the, the clothes kind of tattering. Like, yeah. Like, it's actual bullet coming out. It just, yeah. it was always and it's really not well blood spray either. It's, like, goopy blood. Yeah. And Jesus squirting. Christ, when he uses that guy on the escalator as a human shield, and they fill that guy with, like, hundreds of bullets. Yeah. And by the time he tosses him down at Richter, he's like a, he's like a bloody newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, and of course, see you at the party, Richter, is like the ultimate fuck you. That is one of the best fuck yous in movie history. Because just the way he says it, just look at him, he's like, yeah, see you at the party, Richter. God, I I, I can't believe I love this movie even more than I did before. Because hmm. I hadn't seen it in a, since the no. DVD came out like 10 years ago. So And now Colin Farrell's going to ruin it for you. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like PG-13, nope. you lose that level of it. Sure. That because I mean, that movie is so violent, it is a satire of those types of movies. It has to be, it can't not be. Wasn't there like a either like a series of TV movies or like a brief series or something that carried this on at some point? 2070, yeah. What was that about? I don't know. Is that more Canadian bullshit? They made a Robocop series. Well, I've seen that, yeah. I I never watched it, I don't want to watch it because the ending is perfect because you're never sure if he's being lobotomized or if that's or if he won. And that's the genius of that's the Total Recall. Uh, the reason I have absolutely no desire to even watch it on pay TV with the new Total Recall is I have a problem with remaking a movie and changing it. Like, I mean, like changing the overall theme of the movie doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I, I would actually rather they do that. Well, no, I just, I mean, that's like either call, I mean, if you're going to change it, you call it something different and you don't try to cash in because that's going to automatically not piss me off. Or you make it a, almost not even a shot for shot remake, but like Fright Night is a good example. That's how you remake a movie. Mm-hmm. You change the location, change certain like we have no more midnight horror hosts anymore. So make right. them a you know a Chris Angel style musician magician and and it works. You know mm-hmm. it's like it, but mm-hmm. like when you change the location and every other thing about it, why call it that? <laughs> like that's what I don't understand. Well, I mean, I think I think the knee jerk reaction everyone has had is what they don't go to Mars. Fuck that movie. Yeah, I, I'm gonna wait till I see it. After f- watching the new one, they don't need to go to Mars. They don't need to, but I've heard what they do instead, and it sounds really dumb. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. they go to Atlantis. No, <laughs> they go to your it's mom. The, it's the same basic plot in that the atmosphere is fucked. Oh, but there's livable pockets on the Earth, basically over Australia and in England. Oh, and that's it. That's and neat. it doesn't you make any what sense. You want. Give these people air. Well that's, well, that's fucked up because I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Total Recall has the best Arnold because he's That's always like, <laughs> half of those movie. half of those like supercuts with yep. yeah. with Arnold going oh, like, when they're trying Total to Recall. shove him in the chair late in the movie and he's squirming he's like <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good sorry to sidetrack your, okay. your Total Recall no, yeah. saying, I mean, sorry to sidetrack you give this people air. You hollow air. Stupid science. Stupid science aside, that that you know that doesn't make any sense. That there's only two livable pockets on Earth yeah. of, of good atmosphere. They got biodomes. They wouldn't yeah. be overpopulated areas. Truly, would. it wouldn't be over London and Australia. It would yeah. be out in the middle of over the ocean where there's no. no I mean, if you're talking about greenhouse gases, yeah, that'd be all where the industry is. <laughs> no, okay. The industry has created just, a reverse. No, but just the people involved and and just knowing that it's PG-13, I just yeah. 
I, I can't see it being better. Like I don't, and I, and I hate to prejudge something like that, but I just can't see any conceivable way that movie works on a better level than the original does. I hope it's better. I, I would Because too. if you can make a movie better than Total Recall. Yeah. I would like to see that movie. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see the TV show. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah, that's because you're Chuck. You well, would. I think it's. I think Greg Evigan takes over the Arnold role. <laughs> that's what I want to see. <laughs> he does. I think so. Uh, again, Evigan. Yeah. Again. Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Watch Total Recall. Face. If you haven't watched the original Total Recall, do it. Well, I know they just finally released a Blu-ray that actually has a good transfer. So. Yeah. yeah, the DVD was a little iffy because yeah. I, I had and the, the one first, that's in the Martian tin. Yeah, I've got that one too. And the they released it on Blu-ray, but it was like just a upscaled uh, of the DVD. Really, that so, might be the one I have. I might yeah, have to read it. They finally released one that should be, you know, good. Hmm. And it's one of those discs that has the very painful play-by-play commentary by Schwarzenegger where he just talks about oh, what's going on at, on it screen. Is a place where I do a guy through a playground window. <laughs> I'm talking wow. to a robot. This is the cab driver. <laughs> not a real person. This is a robot. The Johnny Cab. <laughs> yeah. What was his name? Johnny Cab? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. continue to go back in time. Sure. Let's go back in I time. I watched all four Lethal Weapon movies Fuck after it. our sequel discussion last wow. week. What's wrong with you? All of them? Uh, yeah, all four. Shit, dog. And uh, speaking of sequel discussion, I forgot to mention hmm? Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Better. Oh, Fast yeah, Five. Okay. Better mm-hmm. and um, Austin Powers Two, Spy Who Shagged Me, I think is better than the first one. Hmm. And the hmm. third one is fucking terrible. Oh, sorry. All right, sir. But anyway, yeah, I went back and watched all four Lethal Weapons. Possession to do that because because what else are you gonna do? Because why not? All right, sir. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, and I wanted to remember if the first two were as awesome as I remember, and they're pretty close. Hmm. First one does not have as much action as you remember it having. But it has Busey. It does. Yeah. Mr. Joshua. Yeah, Mr. Joshua. <laughs> hey, I'm going to attach battery yeah. cables so that to last fight, That last fight, the way they film it is not very good. No? Yeah. It's, mm. it's a bit disappointing, like, with modern eyes and that sort of stuff. It's not... Our 80s eyes didn't understand the fakery we were seeing. <laughs> kind of. It's just the way it's filmed is very disorienting and not... Not, not in, like, a born way, but, like, a... <sighs> It's hard to describe. It's just it's the editing is very, is not good on it. Okay, I, I was disappointed in that, especially for how they set you up to like finally they're going to beat each other up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Second one, awesome, because the villains are complete and utter evil. Sure. Never given any positive qualities whatsoever. Any reason to sympathize them? Anything? No, nah, they had the big fish tank. Yep. So <laughs> it, it's and you don't mind Mel Gibson just like taunting them throughout the movie either. Just fucking with them because they're so evil yeah and that's what makes it satisfying and they have personal stakes by the end of it they're like no fuck those guys we're gonna kill them yeah i mean you know when mel gibson is taunting you you they've got to yeah. be evil because yeah mel gibson third one <laughs> third one is just stale in every way it can be stale and and leo gets uh, the second one he's in it he's not in it as much as you remember luckily no i mean he has one of the best lines ever I mean, his whole rant about the drive-thru is still yes. one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which the, he brings up again in the fourth oh, one, and it's like, fuck you, shut your mouth. <laughs> and the third one, the problem is, as soon as he gets in a scene, it takes less than 15 seconds before he's shouting at the top of his lungs every single time he shows up. Yeah. So he's like, fuck you, get off the screen. You don't matter in this huh. story. That's what people wanted, more energy, more uh, uh, more Joe Pesci, yeah. more. 
there's that. And then the action scenes aren't that great. And the villains, who cares? Hmm. Riggs and Murtaugh have no personal stake in it whatsoever. They get busted down to beat cops. Yeah. They're beat cops for about five minutes oh. before they're like, hey, guess what? You're detectives again. It's like, well, <laughs> thanks for wasting our time with that. Yeah. that Just don't even bother with Lethal Weapon 3. Okay. <laughs> God. Well, Lethal Weapon 4 is pretty good, as I remember. It's 4 been- is actually, it's it's not great, no, but it's pretty good. It's got some crazy-ass action. Chris Rock actually yeah. kind of fits in it, and yes, the action's good, and the bad guys are once again like evil fuckers mm-hmm. and jet lee you're like all right they got to kill this fucker soon mm. you know so they they they, ha- they have that going for them which is nice but it's so overstuffed because it's like who else has been in the series so far we got to bring them back and we got to give them storylines and so <laughs> you're just stuck with like renee russo doing stuff and you're stuck mm-hmm. with joe pesci again yeah well, and, and he does his and he does there's just this one scene where he and chris rock are just basically doing a comedy routine against each other mm-hmm. like it's one of those that should have they just should have fucking cut it like it should not have been in the movie but yeah. it's all gold that's when he's like brings up the oh they fuck you at the drive-thru and then and then they cut him off they're like shut up <laughs> shut up but because he and chris rock are just like screaming at the top of their lungs at each other <laughs> and it's that shit that makes that movie not nearly as good then did you watch Loaded Weapon? No. I did watch Lethal Weapon 5 from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you watch Gone Fishing? No. <laughs> well, you're missing all these. I know. I, I, I didn't movies. have the time, Chuck. I just oh. didn't have the time. I had watched too many other things. Oh, okay. But yeah, like I would say... Le- Lethal Weapons and Total yeah. Recall? Yeah, Lethal Weapon 2, I still think, is better than 1, because mm-hmm. it starts with action right off the bat and doesn't let up, whereas 1 takes a little longer establishing everybody and getting there. Mm-hmm. But it goes 2... One, three, five, or sorry. What? Two, <laughs> one, four, five, three. That's my order. How are you counting five? Because it's awesome. It's not. It's yes, it is. Okay, fine. It's better than Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> Loaded uh, Weapon. I'll have to watch it and let you know. You, yeah, you really need I to. I didn't have a copy. You got to watch I it. Had all, I had the set of all the okay. Lethal Weapon. They should have included it mm-hmm. as a bonus. It would have been nice. On the other side of the flipper disc. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it away. That's true. My yeah. Lethal Weapon 4 was a flipper disc. <laughs> oh, stupid Little Miss Sunshine was a flipper disc. What? Such bullshit. I was like, what the... F- Special features what? on the other side? Yeah. Or was it no. full screen version on the no, other side? No, there was full screen and widescreen. Yeah. What? I was like, what the... Who? It was yeah. 2006. Who does that? Who the yeah. fuck? What? And, and the special features apparently were different on yeah. one side mm-hmm. and the other. I'm like... Yeah. I'm not even going to bother flipping this motherfucking disc for special features. Nope. Show that wouldn't, disc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sent that motherfucker right Did, back. Am I, am I wrong in remembering that for the briefest it. moment, there was actually a DVD player that you didn't have to flip the flipper discs? Like it actually had lasers on either side? There was a laser disc player that was did there? that. I, know, uh, I thought, they, actually, did, I thought they brought it back with the. There might have been, because like the first wave of DVDs were actual flipper discs in terms of half the movie on one side, mm-hmm. the other half on the other. That shit went away. Yeah, quick. Goodfellas was like the most notable example yeah. of that, if I remember. But right. like the first, first wave of DVDs, like about half of them were actual flipper discs. Okay, like legitimate, like laser disc flipper discs. Hmm. I think they came out with the technology that would do it, but then they immediately stopped making those yeah. discs. Well, yeah, they figured out how to do reverse spiral yeah. dual layer discs, and yeah, that was that. Mm-hmm. You'd have that little freeze when it was switching over. Yeah, if your player was shitty enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. My Man. player was shitty enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they started putting some memory in it for buffering, I think. Mm-hmm. So you never saw the 
a little flip. God, my first DVD player, I was like, I found one under four hundred dollars. I'm getting it. Sweet. Well, my first one was a DVD ROM for my computer, and my first yeah. real player had, was a Divix player because you got it cheaper. Yeah, because you got yeah the Circuit City bullshit. Yeah, because like if you <sighs> did it and got the movies, it was like hundred bucks. Do you still off. have it? Uh, somewhere. I'd yeah, I think my parents. I think my parents. Divix is. Why? It's still a functioning DVD no, player. Divix was just fucking evil. Pure Anything evil. related with it, I want to destroy. Okay. But Divix, the codec is... Yeah, Divix, the codec. They made up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't know, I, would, I wouldn't know anything about those codec things. No, no, no. That's no, for, no. No, that's no, 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 no. No. So does anybody have anything else before I uh, read our email? Nah. Uh, no. Nah. We want email. I want an email. Give right. me email. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. from Nils. Hi, Nils. New listener, or at least a listener who has first time emailed us. Welcome. Long time listener, first time emailer. He doesn't Something say that. Something like that. Uh-huh. Hi, Nils. <laughs> hey, Nils says, greetings, Bamfcast. I stumbled upon your podcast a few months ago while looking for the DVD release of You're the Hunter from the Future. Great. Cheesy horror and sci-fi <laughs> films have been one of my life's great passions, and I have been listening to your back episodes on my MP3 player at work and in the car, and I'm now up to date, and I want to let you know... How much I've loved each and every episode so far. Ooh, but we don't, we don't even claim that. No. Well, he says, and thank you for the greater appreciation of Gary Busey you have given me. Mm-hmm. If that is our gift to the world, let it be that, I say. I love yeah. yep. I give tons Your of recommendations. Gary Busey seeds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, I could give tons of recommendations, but I'll save those for another day. But I do have a topic suggestion for you. Drive-ins. Mm-hmm. I know they're all extinct in this IMAX and HD world. What are your best or worst drive-in movie experiences, or do you even have any experiences? Does the venue affect one's perception of a movie? My personal favorite trip to a drive-in was when I was a kid and I was taken to see a double feature of Swamp Thing and Time Bandits. That's a pretty awesome double feature. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I want to say, I'm really enjoying the Bondathon. I watched through them in order last year myself, but you seem to be having more fun with it than I did. Anyway, keep up the great work. I immediately turn to Chuck Thanks, since he's Nils. old. Since I'm old? Yeah. Yeah, because I do have drive-in experience. Old man uh, jerk face. I d- <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a story, Grandpa Chuck. <laughs> well, kids, you see, in my day... We had walk-ins because we didn't even have cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a town that had a drive-in theater, although it didn't last very long from about the time I was really aware of it. Um, I, I just... We had an indoor theater and we had a drive-in and we would sort of just go depending on what the movie was. And I can just remember that going to the drive-in was just sort of shitty, you know? It's like you can't really hear it and, you know, you this constant battle of trying the windows not fogging up and not too hot in the car. And, you know, I mean, it was an interesting experience. I mean, I understand that people really love those things and, and I've watched a couple of documentaries about you know, people trying to bring them back and, and just the, the retro experience of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think I miss what I miss more about drive-ins is the movies that they would make for drive-ins because they would be, they would be just sort of cheap cash in crap that didn't have a lot necessarily going on because they wanted people to go to snack bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they would just be so you could tell the filmmakers didn't care that they were, tr- they weren't trying to make a serious movie. So they had a lot of fun with it. And there's some great stuff in those kinds of movies that you can mm-hmm. tell they were just like, well, we know for the next 10 minutes there's nobody going to be watching this. Let's just fuck around for 10 minutes and not even focus on anything. And that kind of stuff is great. They don't just don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, so. and, and I think that giant screen is a pretty cool thing. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. We enjoyed when they drove a car into it in DC cab. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, they actually had the functioning drive-in here in town. Did it finally close? Yeah. It is now a church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Jesus bought it. I mean, burned. it was up until like a year or two ago, though, right? It's, it's, it's been a few yeah. years. Three or four, actually. Really? It's a little bit longer. Well, but okay. Play well, drive-in. The yeah. last thing yeah. I remember playing there is they actually had the Grindhouse double feature, and I was like, that would be awesome yeah. to go to the drive-in and watch both Grindhouse. Honestly, open. I think that was one of the last things they had, because they were yeah. closed, and they just were derelict for a while okay. before yeah. that church bought Because the church bought it, and then the big thing was that they were going to burn all the porn that they found. Oh. Which actually turned out not to be porn. It was just actual movies in porn Copies canisters. Sex and Fury. Yeah. No, I mean, it was real movies. It's just the oh. canisters were labeled as... Because the, the, the drive-in for went back and forth. It was porn, and then it was regular movies, and then it kept changing hands and went back and forth. That's so weird that like a drive-in would be a porn... Well, you're, you in a, you're in a yeah, yeah I know, but you, yeah. but you think people are just place. driving by. It's like, oh, Jesus, there's a 50-foot dong up you there. Can't, the screen is <laughs> no, yeah, not. It's like back in the woods. You yeah. couldn't see it. But yeah, okay. um, but yeah, the, the, it actually got national attention because people were like, don't burn the porn. For one, it's toxic. You know, because you're gonna have this. You're, you're saying you're gonna have this big bonfire. We're gonna burn the film, and you're all gonna get sick. But the other thing was like, that would have been okay. Yeah, I know. But I mean, but they were like, if this is like shot on sixty millimeter or thirty five millimeter, it's film. It needs to, you know, give it to someone who will preserve it. They will give you money for it, and that's better for your church than, you know, whatever. Then toxic. You know, yeah, then toxic then, fumes then and porn lung. Right. So it, so it turned out to be. It turned out to be just regular normal. stuff. But the canisters they probably were burned them anyway. They, I think they did symbolically. But I think the fire got out of control and the, the fire department shut them down. Mm-hmm. So, nice. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Anyway. But no, I mean, I... I have none. I yeah, I was That was the so only young. drive-in theater in, mm-hmm. in town. Well, they had one out on the beach that I think closed right about the time I was getting old enough to probably go yeah. where I live. Yeah. And up. so that's that's the worst thing, worst thing about drive-in theaters for me is that I never went to one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. the, one, of the, the one where I grew up is like, they left the screen intact for a long time. I always like every time I drive by, it, I was like, I want to see a movie there because it was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was giant, and like it, they left it up because it was a big Coke billboard on the backside of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like they, you know, I guess Coke was like, eh, leave it up, we'll give mm-hmm. you whatever to keep that little bit of property. And so, yeah. like you know, you could see it for blocks and blocks and blocks. And I was like, that's the fucking screen. That thing's yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the most awesome thing about it yeah. is just having a massive screen like that. Yeah, and imagine like the the projector required to project an image on you, that. You needed a very bright bulb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get like, any kind of usable image. You need like the sun. <laughs> to, yeah. yeah. And you probably but have there, to replace it pretty often. Yeah. But there's still some in the country still mm-hmm. functioning. They, and there's some that they are constantly trying to save. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they've found that in the most rural of areas where there's like tiny towns that don't have a much much going on, they, they've got a, a drive-in in like a central location and then the people can come there and yeah. they still do a, a bit of business. Well, we've done our version of a drive-in. T. Stroll's backyard uh, yeah. garage show. That's basically yeah, T. Stroll's backyard driving. cinema. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, one of the TV stations in town was just getting rid of their. I don't know, know away. why they had these giant projectors, but these they are they're RGB like CRT projectors, but they're big. They're big. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're I mean, capable they're of projecting like, like a. Th- they're bigger like than a, how yeah. many lumens. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All of them. They All are the blinding lumens. when you walk in front of them. But they're basically like, imagine your largest suitcase that you own, and they're bigger than that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they're pretty big. I mean, they're like four they're feet pre- across. Yeah. 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 And the, the T-Strell's garage, I don't know, it's like a 30-something foot. It's like a double-car garage. Yeah, or, no, it's more yeah. than that. Well, it's, it's a big enough garage. Well, he's funny. He was talking about like painting it with mylar, yeah. so it would be super reflective. Yeah. Right. 
So the image would look better, but then yeah. he realized during the day that the sun would blind anyone driving by his house. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. decided against yeah. Sadly, like, unlike the, the porn drive-in theater that was in town, we there our only stipulation is like no nudity on the T-Strell drive-in sure. classics. Yeah, which well, we, we made him show Mallrats one time. And yeah, we well, and we did Go, and we were like, oops, kind of forgot about that middle act scene of Go. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like little oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> we need um, to do that again. Yeah, of course, it's not. It's mosquito it's season right now. Yeah. Yeah. We watched like, God, we watched House of Flying Daggers out there too. That was yeah. pretty sweet. Battle Royale we watched out yep, there. Yep, yep. We tried to watch, <laughs> we tried to watch Napoleon Dynamite, but the DVD was fucked. <laughs> so we watched like forty minutes of Napoleon Dynamite, and then <laughs> that sounds like a real driving experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the only issue. It's not HD. No, well, sure. Yeah, no. So. But it's fun sitting outside in like projectors. you know lawn chairs and yeah. drinks and yeah things like it's a good that. time if yeah. it's a little bit chilly you get a blanket and, and they they start doing that stuff now they, they do like a festival out at the beach um that does that and then there was a convention here last summer that actually had like an outdoor yeah well you got alamo draft houses brings around their inflatable screen and mm-hmm. does yeah. the things yeah and in, the, in uh, the locations where the movies were shot which right. i think is cool so i've done outside cinema and stuff like that just yeah. never a proper drive-in yeah it's fun never at the drive-in yeah mm-hmm. we're, we're better off now <laughs> Air conditioning. I'm, I'm just saying we've we've progressed. It, it's sad to see those things go, but you know we're better off now. Yeah. And this coming from a guy who wants to go back in time for just about everything else. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think I think the drive-in experience is not bad. It's bad for here. Being from well, here, yeah. here is not a yeah. place for no. drive-ins because we have 90% humidity. Yeah. It's hot. And if it's not hot, then the humidity is still there, and so you're fogging up your windows. Right. Mm-hmm. If you live in the Midwest, it's yeah. probably okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Back of the drive-in box quote it's fine it's fine we can be a-holes that sneak around and stick pizza in people's yeah exhaust pipes yeah yeah. all those pinball summer antics yeah oh boy dicks a cake in there (laughs) yes (laughs) so let's wrap this puppy up shall we you okay what are we gonna say huh let's wrap this what up it's puppy up oh okay it's a hush puppy let's wrap this puppy up hello money penny let's wrap this up Check us out on the web at www.bmfcash.com. Check us out on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter. Look for us on Stitcher. It's a mobile app for all your relevant mobile devices. You're right, Chuck. Subscribe, I'm rate, good. review. Yeah. Please do. Finally, send us voicemail. Call us on the Garfield phone, the Bamf Cash hotline, 910-5-JUCKS-BMF, 910 Let's get out of here, fellows. Sounds great. It's a good idea, but of course. How did this happen? (laughs) I don't know. Okay, great. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamf Cast Out. (laughs)